live in the dungeon. This is the Dream Warrior Review. I'm Kurt Thomas. I'm Nick Strawn. And this is episode 48. I feel like this movie we just saw. Yes. I might have appreciated it more because I haven't read the book. It's just my first impression. Uh, you know what? I got to tell you, it was so long ago that I read the book that I had trouble kind of uh, relating to the end of it because the end of this was not at all like the book, I don't think. Right. I mean, I, I don't remember. Uh, so this is the movie ending. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely it was definitely the movie ending put together and still and still. I had that problem with Roseanne cuz I saw it like, Oh, did you? How long ago? 20 years ago. Right. I can remember how it ended. I I swear he died, didn't he? And then I was like, well, maybe oh, he didn't yeah, die. Oh, yeah, no, 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 but but they they, anyway. they pretended that the last <laughs> It didn't happen. They they pretended that that last season didn't happen, yeah. So anyway, we're not talking about Roseanne, we're talking no, about No, we're not. Ready yeah, Player 1. Ready Player 1. Awesome. Which Spielberg. I was excited about I'm a Spielberg fan. And it's probably because I grew up and I was brainwashed by E.T. Yeah, uh, well. A lot of other movies that he made. I'm, I'm maybe a little bit more critical of Spielberg, thinking that he does have a tendency to be a little bit of a style, less director. But I don't know. We could talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> that's probably but, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, it really is. When the creator of a virtual reality world called the Oasis dies, he releases a video in which he challenges all Oasis users to find an Easter egg, which will give the finder his fortune uh, and actually control the of the Oasis. Y- say, y- yeah. When I when I read this book, it reminded me completely of uh, of the eighties. And and especially in that it, it it had so many touchstones in it and uh, that were all eighties and and the thing thing is 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 this not the perfect time for this to come yes, out? Yes. I mean, here we've got Stranger Things and uh, we've got um, it. Yes. Yeah, and then and then this comes out. Oh, it's it's like a perfect <laughs> progression. Actually, I would describe this movie as an eighties movie with modern day digital technology added to it and (laughs) one thing one thing that i love about the digital technology of of this film is that there is no digital technology when they're not in the game yes and the game itself it's like they were shot back into the 80s yeah, like when it, he was talking to his aunt, and she's wearing that uh, denim outfit. Right, <laughs> and the, 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 the furniture is all like old, like furniture from the seventies well, or eighties. Yeah, 80s. And, and 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 there was, you know, the the stacks as they called them. Yeah. You know, I when I and it's funny, you know, as you're reading the book, I I think that when I was reading the book, I saw the stacks as being much uh, heavier and higher and and m- more condensed. Uh, like, like I don't know why they stacked what was there. I mean, wh- why would you stack something and there isn't something immediately on top of it? There's like 15 feet of space, and then there's something else up there, and then 15 feet of space. I mean, yeah. You know, Were I, there I, limitations? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you had some limitations. Building you codes? You, you mean you building did, codes? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street junkyard scene? Yeah. I don't know, you know what I'm saying. Like when you can stack cars a certain height. 
Oh, well. That applies to these mobile well, homes. Well, no, the, the certain height was whatever. <laughs> it's what I came up with in the model. One thing I had that a problem with. That was why we had to build it like that. <laughs> I had a problem with the fact that they had a, like, it was like the opening shot, I think, or one of the opening shots where they had the stack of homes and then they're zoom- they're kind of coming in on it. And then in the background, the graphic behind was just so. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, it, it made it look worse with the movement. Is what no, I'm no, saying. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I, I didn't think the stacks were well representing, you know, kind of what was going on. They weren't anywhere near dense enough. They should have used models. They should have got old school with it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, seriously, <laughs> no, really. it, it would have made a great model. Yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. would have been awesome looking. And um, yeah, the, and that that being the only reality uh, of. Uh, you know, when you're in reality, that's the only use of graphics uh, for the of most, CGI. Yeah, for the but most part, the only thing we saw was the inside of that that van he was in. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. But but I, the worlds that they got into, which incredibly tricky. I mean, yeah. look, think of the battle that you have going is you have you have all these games and all and and from a production designer's point of view, you have to create an overall look. Which they, they did to a certain extent, but but it had to be from absolutely everybody's point of yeah, view, yeah. you know, and and that was hard, especially the fact that so many things in there were were, were trademark. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you know, I I I wonder to myself how uh, you know there there's probably four or five dead lawyers out there somewhere, you know, <laughs> from. That turned over in their grave, worked themselves into a grave, you know that sort of thing, just from trying to make all the clearances right. that had to go just on. See the old Doritos bags, that was, a, yeah. that was interesting. Oh, yeah, how about <laughs> Freddie and Jason? Yes, you know, so they had to make a deal with New Line. Tons of references. I mean, and the references just yeah. went back forever. I mean, just one right after the other. Well, yeah. Oh, the game. So when they were inside the game, so about this. Nine years ago, when I was in Florida, yeah, I, I had this like phase where I was like single and had nothing else to do. So I was like actually getting into these games where you, you create your own avatar and you go into these, you go, you can go into malls, right. and Buy outfits for your avatar. Oh, but oh, I never gotcha. did that. I would just go into the seedy part of town and go to the dance club. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> no, but as, as you as you do, right? As you but do. a lot of the shots of them inside the gate was like, I remembered it almost looked like that. It was weird, but it was like not as pretty looking you yeah know. yeah but no it's, it's weird well, it's, it, it's a world out but, there and i think people are still doing it but 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 also the 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 fact that you're looking at so many different levels of graphic completeness oh, yeah. i mean you, you know you were going there, there was like pac-man-ish stuff yeah. going on oh, minecraft when you were coming in right and like... minecraft <laughs> when we were first in there i mean just just yeah. there were so many touchstones and so many uh i think the only problem i had was they had all these references that went way back to the 80s and and they were in 2040 something 2045 i think it was the year they were in well yeah there was kind of a gap so i don't I, know how they would know all these references in this well you know there there, there was a gap uh, like uh like absolutely nothing creative happened from the year like, 2018 i guess up. if they were in the oasis the whole time i guess they'd be yeah, maybe, maybe they were see, only the references well, that were put the, in there. I guess. Well, the, then, then yeah. Oasis stunted growth. I guess the so. growth of a society, the growth of an entire society. I, I was wishing that the guy that the 
the guy that's, that created the Oasis, mm-hmm. I was kind of secretly wishing it was Crispin Glover. Like they, they totally missed the boat on that one. They could have had him there. That would have been amazing. Because <laughs> be perfect well, for that role. There you go. Um, and then the guy from uh, Lenny and Squiggy, the the blonde guy. Um, that's a weird reference for him, but yeah, he's done a lot of stuff since then, like Spinal Tap and all these other movies. Uh, Michael McKean. Oh God, he would have been great in the other I, part. I, the I, the the curator guy. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I, I was thinking. Yeah. About that I, for some reason. And 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 unfortunately, the aging on him at the end was a little <laughs> rough. I was just kind of oh man, they've done so much of this stuff so well, yeah. and then Peg, Simon Peg. That was a that was a rough agent job. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were some things that I I don't know. I mean, even though I'm nitpicking, it's like I really enjoyed it, and I I didn't really care after a while what the graphics were like necessarily. I just I was into the story. Oh yeah, the, and that's kind of what we were talking was, about on the way to theaters. Like one reason why I like Spielberg, I guess, is because I'm a sucker for good stories yeah, and, and like good I said, storytelling. Yeah, and I said I I'm 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 giving Spielberg credit that he he take his directorial style disappears into the story i mean it, it, there's there's nothing in his directorial style that that i mean since well i think si- since duel could you argue right? they like production designers and like cinematographers and people that are that might have more impact like there's certain films of his like et i'm thinking of that maybe he had more creative influence well, from somebody else you know you see the, what i mean one thing that he he did do is he brought um, a naturalistic looking home life yeah. Oh, yeah. into movies. I mean, he had, he, he brought in, he brought us into the tracks, yeah. you know, the, the, the tracks of my youth, you know, the Southern California, one house looks just like another all the way down and what they look like on the inside. And, and he, and he, he's still doing that. And in fact, even with the trailers and stuff, yeah. he was trying to do that, projecting it onto uh, 2040, right? Right, you know? yeah. I mean, but it was uh, like 1980s look, though. Yeah, well, yeah, it was <laughs> that's 19- crazy. About it. <laughs> well, the thing is, is I, I, I think that in a certain, to a certain extent, that's where he's stuck. Oh, God, there's yeah. so many references in this movie. It's it's mind blowing. <laughs> if you, if I sat down and wrote down every 80s reference in this movie, it'd oh be yeah, 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 I'd go forever. But I got to mention the movie Duel. I just have to mention that. Okay, go ahead. Because I was go obsessed with that movie. I've seen it like 20 times. And <laughs> my brother introduced me to that movie. Like We were renting it. Duel, then... Duel was one of the first tapes that uh, that I got. Back back when we got a, we got a, a, a tape machine. And, and you went into... I distinctly remember this. We went into a tape store that was owned by the guy... Who was the leprechaun, <laughs> and and he had he had a, a a bench, right? So so that he was behind he was behind the bench, right? Yeah, you know he was the uh, so you would see him go to the end. He'd come over and he'd take your money and he wasn't talk to the him. leprechaun and, outfit, and was you, he? No, no, he wasn't. <laughs> and, and 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 he would go to the end of the bench, and all of a sudden. All of a sudden, you're looking way, 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 way down, and he would pick up this wooden ladder thing, you know, and, and you know, and out we would go. And, and And the thing is, though, when he opened the store, I think there were like probably thirty tapes in the whole store. Oh my god! You know, it was it was brand new. The whole idea, the concept, and yeah. and he says, yeah, he says, this is this is gonna, this is what's going to. Uh, 
this is where I'm investing the money from um, from Leprechaun. Wow. Yeah. Well, I remember so, getting those big it was huge up in Kenya country. machines. Like having, having Oh yeah, the, when you rent having to lug home this huge machine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Hook it up to your computer, to your yeah. phone, to your your uh, TV and then trying to figure out how to work it. <laughs> <laughs> and then my parents finally bought a, a VH like oh, see, way late. And also I see I remember when when you went to the store. Now this I I doubt that you got this Betamax, one. Where well, you like The Betamax. Yeah. Well, no. Well, I know the, your reference. No, the, I decided never thing experienced is, that. The thing is is they didn't know at the beginning which one would which one yeah. was gonna go. So they were both in there, and then all of a sudden you just saw the Betamax go down. Da, 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 and I think da, that da. probably was a better quality machine. Probably it was a much better quality yeah. machine. No, there's no doubt about it. I mean, Betamax they they basically took those machines and and they gave them to uh, recording studios. Yeah. And, well, I know about Beta because, uh, well, it wasn't Beta Max, but it was Beta when I worked, TV, first worked in TV. Right. We were still using Beta and doing the exactly. editing, analog editing. Which Yeah, they, they did it in Beta. And that 70s it's, show. It's because it used a great deal more, uh, it used a great deal more of the head mm-hmm. uh, on the tape. So, you know, it was it was just all around. And some uh, of the Beta machines had more than one head, too. Yeah, they were, they were just they were much better machines. Fancy. So, anyway... Anyway, we're getting like anyway, we're we're getting technology. way way <laughs> off here. This is just oh, maybe we should erase. So lot I can bring it up to the seventies. So in that seventies show, they I think they had a Betamax <laughs> machine. Bring it up to the seventies. They also up had to a, that seventies. They had show. an eight track <laughs> machine in the car. Right. And so this movie is the next decade, the eighties. Right. Yeah. This so is... now we're, I've circled back around to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway. <laughs> So the uh, the cast was awesome. I actually, oh, I like that girl. That awesome she was that. in uh, the Bates Motel. What was her name? Uh, uh, the redhead girl, Olivia Cook. Olivia Cook. Yeah, I thought she was good. She was really good. And then the guy that played I, Ty. I don't, Sher- I, I, I don't really know him. You, you, you know, I I have no idea what he's done before, but uh, he uh, immediately caught my attention, and he he was awesome. Oh. Yeah. Well, he's going to be in some X Men in the future. It looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, X Men Apocalypse. He was uh, Cyclops. But so. basically, it was yeah. also uh, just a vocal part for him and the girl. Yeah, for, yeah. for the most part, you know, uh, their avatars actually looked kind of like them, which is kind of like them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the eyes. The, yeah. Well, she had really wide. Spaced eyes. Was, yeah. At first, it was a little disturbing. I mean, it, her her avatar. <laughs> right. But but I have to say, the action moved along. You know, it was a follow. It was a very followable story. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's the thing is, is that's also what's you just kind of power through. Yeah. This is also one of Linear. the things that Spielberg Spielberg is very very good at. You saw the he, post. Was it like that? I mean, obviously it would be. I don't know. People had to keep waking me up. I was snoring. <laughs> that was actually I, on my know, list of movies to oh see. Oh, my God. I like movies like that, though. You just mentioned it, and I went to sleep. Like I like the Watergate movie that was uh, done about Watergate with uh, all the president's men back in the... Uh, oh, so that, yeah, like that movie. right. You know, all the president's... You know what? All, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman? This show was a pimple <laughs> on the ass of all the president's men. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, but you're. I guess you have a point there because, like, Saving Private Ryan was telling a story, and it did kind of start at the end and then kind of go back to the beginning. At, right, but his, but but he, but it was really his, linear. He does like clarity. You know, I mean, he doesn't. There's no doubt of what's going on. Yeah, no, there, there's <laughs> no, absolutely. It's not like Valerian. Know, Valerian. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm still waiting for that to end. Um, <laughs> yeah. There, there is um, no 
Oh, what am I trying to say? Uh, th- th- there's n- no dichotomies anywhere. You know, it it's it's straight ahead, and I, I there's a certain sub- simplicity to his storytelling. What what I'm saying is that as a director, I mean his style might possibly be the lack of style. I mean, it, it's all very very straight ahead, and and. Yeah. It's wonderful. And the thing is, is they're amazing movies. They're just not stylistic movies. You know, I mean, you can definitely tell a, a Frank Miller or a Sam Raimi or a, yeah, I or mean, Fellini. <laughs> I have to go old school sometimes. Well, so. you went old school. <laughs> well, you can see well, Hitchcock. Yeah. I mean, Hitchcock. you know, look at uh, directors that have really specific uh, uh, um, Nolan even. You know, I mean, his his hard, uh, hard edge kind of look and, and feel. Uh, it, all these all these directors have a, a, a very specific style, and and yet there's a certain sense of where with Spielberg, he kind of gets, he just tells you a story, and he does it really well. Right. And, uh, and and and, and he gets the amazing actors and to do the storyteller is gone. And he gets amazing actors to yes. pull it off, like oh, Tom yeah. Hanks in half yeah. of his movies, basically. Oh yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of special effects, usually I'm not a huge fan of like a lot of overly. I don't know. I mean, like I get bored in some of these okay. uh, superhero okay. movies. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me tell you why. It's because they're introducing introducing you into a world. That is nothing but special effects, and you know it by its context. In other words, that's what those games look like. Yes. Overdone special effects that are completely CGI world gone. But they did a good bluey. job what other movies don't do that are similar to this. This actually got me into the action. Right. Yeah. No. And it, I felt like I was playing the game. Yeah. Right. Right. You basically. and it did move you through. It had, but it, but that's part of Spielberg's simplicity. I mean, yeah. he still gets you through there I and felt tells like I was you in where you're going. I was, I was in those yeah, cars. It did have a feeling. Did have a certain yeah, feeling. When they were on the cars, yeah. and yeah. Where he, where, well, there was a point where he was driving a. But when uh, I'll be vague about it. But that <laughs> reminded me of Tron. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that this is, this is that story that. There was no reality, right? I mean, you're you're in the CGI world, so instead of trying to be in this world and, and using CGI to uh, enhance things, what you did is you went into what you in expect to be a CGI did world. Did you notice that they were? See, this is one thing I like too: is that it started out pretty much all in that world, and then gradually, kind of, we saw more of the reality, and then at the end, we saw almost all reality. Right? Oh, yeah. With <laughs> with kid killing out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The thing where he did the so. thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. So I would tell. I would recommend anybody sees this. Oh yeah, absolutely. If absolutely. they're mildly into sci-fi or gaming or I just I I honestly <laughs> this is going to be my highest ever. Uh, I'm going to go. I, what am I going to use as a metric here? Come on, what's the keys. metric? How many Ooh, keys? keys? Yes. Uh, I'm four point seven. Which is weird. We use the same thing for Insidious, didn't we? Keys or? Well, yeah, but those open up <laughs> brains. <laughs> this opened up a game. Four point seven. Uh, four point seven. I'm I'm saying four point seven. I think I'd be a little bit more generous. Four point eight. Really? Because I was really into it. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was into it. I think I'll. 
I only now, had a moment where it? I said Crispin Glover. That would be cool. And then I said, okay, never mind. I'm back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I want to know what he's doing. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Do you have so, any stories about yeah. this? Well. <sighs> story time. Story time. With story time with Mick. 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 Stories about this, you, you know, getting into the uh, the uh, the the special effects uh, of that sort. I did think to myself that the junkyard was reminiscent of a junkyard that I've I was done. thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's been let, let's see, let's count them. Uh, there's Nightmare on Elm Street three. I did a junkyard in Nightmare on Elm Street four. I did a junkyard. Warrior of Waverly Street, uh, which was um, Starkid and Jimmy Zip. All, all, all of them. I did the same um, junkyard in, and when we were working, on <laughs> Jimmy Zip and I, and I've got a story about Jimmy Zip. Uh, I, I built a junkyard, and the guy, and this one kid walks in, and he looks around, and he goes, "Wow, this looks like a miniature version of that junkyard from Nightmare on Elm Street 4. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody started laughing, pointing at me, and go, "Yeah, yeah, there's that's the guy." <laughs> but um, which is if the way you did that junkyard was so different. That's I mean, it was, it was, it was, it, it was. I mean, you saw a little bit of the. It was very small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where he's climbing up—that's really all you saw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. It was. It was. It was very small, and it was very much like the book. Yeah, but um. So Jimmy Zip, we had there was a a, a guy from um, Portland, which is the, the director was from Portland. Uh, Struck it, see? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I the so. the uh, the director was from Portland, and uh, he he has a sculptor do this this kind of like um, a dragon that you pushed around. Right, and it was sort of like th- th- consider it this: think that somebody had taken and made a baby carriage. Only the carriage part of it is this weirdly metallic kind of found um, found art kind of uh, dragon, right? <laughs> and so he, <laughs> the director comes up and and, and he and he brings me the script of Jimmy Zip, and he and he wants me. To do it, and and it's filmed in a junkyard, and in the junkyard, the kid pulls together these parts and makes this this creature, and he makes a bunch of art that goes into a gallery. So I had to make all the art, and 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 I had to make the creature. He says, "I want it's a dragon. I want the creature to breathe fire." And I said, "Okay, well, <laughs> well, we'll see what we can do for that." So. What I did was I took and worked in amongst it the the found art. I worked in quite a few uh, small propane tanks, and um, and then wired them up in series uh, and and ran them through a what is called a uh, a, a vortex uh, flower mixer. Now, industrially, <laughs> industrially speaking, they they create this. Uh, this flour mixer, uh, it's for making dough, right? And, and what they do is they blow air through it, 
on the on the outside, and the air comes through in these jets on the outside of a of a, a hole, like kind of a, 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 a like a cup with the bottom. It's like a sprinkler, right? Like Take a, it. Kind eh, of... Not really a cup with a bottom out of it. It's that big, oh, right? Okay. Oh, and so the okay. flower goes through the center of gotcha. this, and the air on the outside creates a vortex with the flower and spins it and mixes it. Ah. And then, then they can mix in. And so if they do it over a vat, then this huge vat, it's the dough is completely mixed as it touches down, right? And um, it they're hard to find, but... But you order them, and, and and so I ordered one, and I fed propane through the center, and then hooked up a fan so that the vortex bits on the outside were being fanned on the anyway. What it did was feeding feeding propane at at like un unregulated through it. It shot thirty feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it sounded like a jet engine taking off. Went, <laughs> and and we know that because that's how wide my yard was down in um, <laughs> down in. And in fact, uh, Chris, who worked with me for many years, uh, this kid, he was. Uh, I was in my garage, and and I'm testing it. Like this, and Chris is standing over here at his house, or he was sitting on his porch in his house, and he just casually goes over and he says, um, "You might want to put your lawn out," because I couldn't see the lawn from where I was here, and the flames were going back and 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 had uh, uh, killed my lawn, <laughs> and, and then caught it on fire, and and I did have to go put it in my deck out, and not the first time I had to put it and my deck out, so. Anyway, we loaded it up and we took it to a junkyard uh, to do the filming, which I had made like you know with the cars and stuff. And 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 the production's decision was that they weren't going to use a fire control officer. They were gonna like you know. And I was like, well, I, uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, I I don't know. You know, it's probably not a great idea. Look. You can do it as long as I'm not here. Because here's the thing, is you guys are all idiots. You don't know what you're doing. I do know what you're doing. If I'm found here as being, you know, the adult in charge, we're all going to get arrested because I should have stopped it. Right. But, but if I set you guys all up and then I get in my car and I leave and go down to the to the restaurant or something like that, then, you know, if you get caught, you, it would be so egregious <laughs> that they'd have, they wouldn't have any choice but to give you a warning and maybe throw an extra officer on or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that's the theory. Right. So That's a good theory. <laughs> so we filmed, we filmed for days like that with running this dragon around, you know, uh, with its jet engine and all the rest of this. And, and then it comes up to the night that we're in the the junkyard scene, the the actual big junkyard scene, and we're doing now. The prop guy is firing a gun, and when he fires the gun, he has to go get a fireman there. He gets the fireman there. A fireman's sitting with the director on the set, right? And <laughs> and the director. I, I, I look and 
when the assistant prop man is just wheeling the dragon around the corner, and it wasn't supposed to shoot that day, around the corner and out onto the set. And I'm like, and I go falling, whoa, 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 wait a minute, there's a fire. And, it, and, he gets, and he gets around the corner and I get myself into this situation. The director is saying, yeah, this thing shoots fire, you know, like uh, <laughs> 30 feet. Yeah, it's an amazing thing to watch. And, and, did it, and it sounds like a jet engine when it goes off. And I'm like, dude, you're killing me. And he goes, oh, look, Mick's here. We can fire it up. So now you have me. And, and I'm not kidding. Literally, the fire control guy, the fireman, looks at me right in the eye, right? And he goes... Yeah, I'd really like to see that. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm i like desperately, I look down and I say, okay, well, let me, let me open up the valves. And I <laughs> opened up the valves and then I said, and then I went down and I turned the switch on. And as I was pulling my finger away from turning the switch on i accidentally pulled all the ignition wire off (laughs) and broke it and 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 i try it and and i go oh it's not working and the fireman's looking at it and he goes well flip that switch the other way and i went oh okay yeah you're right maybe i don't remember which way the switch is i just flipped the switch the other way and it didn't work and it didn't work and it didn't work and it didn't work right and finally i'm off the hook and i get off the set <laughs> that was a good idea i was, was like for- holy <laughs> because it would have been just fire that thing out 30 feet and 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 the fire control officer would have just shut us all down and blocked me up but luckily, uh, got a quick thick. Yeah, you gotta think quick on your feet. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> wow. You know, uh, later on, we were actually doing a, a a a shot of of that from the um, point of view of somebody looking right down the dragon's throat, right? And there was a a the second unit uh, cameraman that was just. He was just, and and he had just come on the film just for that night, and he was, dude, I gotta get a picture of of you firing that thing at me. And so he gets in there and he gets five feet away from the dragon, plants the camera there and says, "Okay, well, go ahead and light it up." I went like, dude, uh, you're gonna have to back up some. You know, I I think that you need to be thirty feet back. It's 30 feet back. He says, this is supposed to, I, I'm supposed to see it, feel it, have it burning me. And I go, yeah, 30 feet back or I'm going to be burning you. And, uh, and so I finally got him to back up 10 feet and he was being just obnoxious, obnoxious. And so I fired it off. And, um, and, and so that next morning he ate breakfast without eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it was that, such a when they hurt the camera too, or yeah, you know that there's God, there's nothing in Airy B three. There is nothing no. in the world that would break an Airy B three. 
But you probably did. I, I I mean, uh, other than using it every day. <laughs> no, so you've probably broken the camera at least. Once. Yeah, well, probably at least once. Yeah, no, I I I I do know that when we were in Alaska, we lost several of them all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Lord knows, I've broken my share of everything. <laughs> so um, yeah. So that's a that's about it. You know, here, let me fire off my dragon. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Dream Warrior Review. This is Kirk Thomas along with Mick Strong. We appreciate you listening to us. And please let your friends and family know about how awesome we are. You can hit us up at dreamwarriorreview at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Review. We'll see you next time on the Dream Warrior Review. For science of life.